channel Mwah. thank you guys and gals so much for joining me today and tonight and I certainly hope you are taking care of yourself um, now today I'm going to be talking about three mistakes that people make with narcissists please mind that description box below and I want to thank everyone who has recently become a new subscriber thank you so much for everyone who has been with me for quite some time thank you for continuing to support the luminous star channel Okay, three mistakes that people make with narcissists. Now, I have made these mistakes myself, so no judgment here, okay? Now, false assumptions. That's one of the mistakes that people make. Now, what do they do when they start making false assumptions? Uh, this means that he or she, they're not, um, you know, or they don't know how to express their desires and needs in relationships. You know, they just uh, assume that the other person knows what they need and want. This is a huge mistake. Okay, so uh, one of the things that we want to learn how to do is to express our desires and needs in relationships. Now, when it comes to narcissists and some personality types, what they do is they groom other people that they target for source supply to think, feel, and behave a particular way, which means that he or she, you know, they may be quite the people pleaser. This is another sign of codependency, by the way. Okay, when people are guessing what the other person needs or, or wants in the relationship. So we have to learn how to express our desires and needs in the relationship. Now, the next false assumption is that um, we, okay, well, you know, we assume that others practice and respect the same principles that we do. And this is just not the case, just in life in general. Okay, people, they grow up differently. Some of us, you know, we grow up the same way, but really on the grand scale of things, when you meet people, you will find that not everybody will share your values, which is, that's the next uh, false assumption. But people, sometimes they don't practice what you practice. Okay, I may not see things the way you do. You may not see things the way I do. So um, when it comes down to practicing and respecting certain principles, Hey, this, this, this varies from person to person, from place to place. When you go out into the world, you will find people practicing different religions. Some people are spiritual. Some people are religious, uh, for instance. Some people, they, are, they don't mind having open relationships or open marriage. They may be swingers. Okay, you may have, you and I grew up perhaps differently, you know, is, you know, when you're with one person, you're with, with that one person, but some people, they're a little bit more open uh, when it comes to things like that. So when it comes down to uh, what you practice and what you respect about uh, certain principles that you have, just, just don't assume that everybody has those. Now, this is how a lot of people have gotten hurt, especially when it comes to the narcissist. Um, and that is, you know, assuming that the narcissist sees things as they do, okay? And this is not always the case. Assuming that the narcissist may practice and respect your principles when he or she does not. Just look at all of the shenanigans that they pull, okay? Um, so don't assume that everybody practices and respects the same principles that you do. Okay, so the other false assumption is that, um, you know, sometimes what we do is that 
we uh, we don't accept that you know sometimes other people that we meet don't share our values now I mentioned that before but uh, just assuming that you know you will sometimes uh, meet people who don't share your values is going to probably make you uh, or help you be a happier person okay that way you, you know some people they can become very critical and judgmental because they may find out that the narcissist that they were involved with um, they just you know they don't share their values okay so it just helps to accept that you will sometimes meet others who don't share uh, your values and this is something uh, I have learned a long time ago in my life okay I think I actually got that one down pat when I was a teenager <laughs> now that I think about it but anyway uh, the other false assumption is understand that no one can read your mind this kind of goes uh, right into expecting other people to know what you need and desire in the relationship but that just don't work uh, communication is very powerful and uh, of course you know the narcissist uh, shows that they don't value communication uh, a lot of their relationships are superficial so when it comes down to you understanding that no one can read your mind this is going to help out a lot okay so you know we just have to accept that the narcissist is just not interested and reading your in reading your mind for the right reasons. Yes, they try to they try to uh, uh, come off like they are psychics, but um, no, uh, not even the narcissist can really read your mind. But sometimes they can come off like they're psychics, like they know what you're thinking and what you're feeling and what you're gonna say next. That's because of something called the grooming process. When the narcissist grooms people for source supply, they study them, they make it, they mimic them. Remember, the narcissist wears masks at all times until it busts up and cracks, and then they're exposed, and then they they grab for what the shape shifting. So when it comes right down to it, the narcissist they are quite the mind screw, but um, they they really at the end of the day they really can't read your mind. Uh, sometimes some people say, well, gosh, my narcissist, you know, they, they just knew what I was thinking and feeling. That's because they were grooming you for a long time to think, feel, and behave in a particular way that would pretty much ensure that they would obtain source supply from you. Okay, so, uh, yeah, try to, try to um, you know, give yourself credit here. You know, you have survived and now you're thriving past the narcissist past the narcissistic codependent relationship okay because understand that no one can read your mind and I do know sometimes it can be a little spooky <laughs> a little eerie when narcissists seem to be able to be so psychic that they can read your mind no uh, narcissists cannot read your mind it just goes it, it just really goes with them studying you and uh, mimicking you in order to obtain source supply Okay, so uh, the other false assumption is that you have personal definitions of love, relationships, and forgiveness, and so does everyone else. Guess what? The narcissist also has personal definitions of love, relationship, and forgiveness. Okay, narcissists, for instance, when it comes down to forgiving them, you can do this. This is a very intimate and personal thing when you choose to forgive. So don't assume that the narcissist will, will love you and care for you and treat you any differently just because you forgive him or her for the shenanigans that they have pulled, for all the hurt, all the pain, all the trauma, all the drama. Okay, no, no, no. They don't, they don't, because remember, narcissists and some personality types, 
they have a strong sense of entitlement. So what does that mean? They feel, they perhaps feel entitled to you forgiving him or her because they want you to in order to obtain more supply from you, okay, rather than being grateful that you forgive him or her. Let that one sink in for a minute. Narcissists and some custody personality types, they do not value other people forgiving him or her. They have a strong sense of entitlement. They're too egotistical for that. They don't, you know, they more than likely he or she will look at that you are forgiving him or her as something that they are entitled to. They're not grateful for. Okay, so they do have personal definitions of love and relationships. Everyone does though. You can go in the you can go to the dictionary and look up those three words: love, relationship, and forgiveness. Those are the traditional definitions of those three words. But then when you go inside and you start asking yourself some critical questions, such as how do you see love? How do you view relationships? And what does forgiveness mean to you? You will find that you also have personal definitions of those three words. So don't think that the narcissist doesn't. They do. They lack empathy. They usually use those three things against people. Think about it. They use love against people. They use relationships against people and forgiveness. All of these things are sources of supply for him or her. All right. So with the uh, second thing, the second mistake that people make when it comes to narcissists is they have unrealistic expectations. Okay. So just continue to make bargains in order to get your way. Now, who does that sound like? Yeah, the narcissist. Now, I'm not calling you a narcissist. I'm just saying that narcissists they tend to do this this is one of their main shenanigans they will bargain but let's not forget a lot of uh individuals who have narcissistic personality um they believe their own lies they manipulate so much and so this goes right into bargaining some people say that uh they bargain with the devil okay so they get their 30 pieces of silver in order to do what well to think that they have one up on you okay to leave you picking up the pieces in a relationship, to have you uh, guessing and perhaps even experiencing uh, pain and uh, trauma, okay? So discontinue to make bargains in order to get your way. That is another way of saying, um, you know, manipulating people in order to get your way. Now, that is the narcissist's cup of tea. Don't make it yours. Now, when a narcissist is served his or her tea, it is usually cold and bitter, that, don't let that be you. So don't have that type of unrealistic expectation of not only a, a narcissist, but anyone else. Okay, so just continue to make bargains in order to get your way. The other thing that's an unrealistic expectation is that, uh, you know, I just want you to remember that you're not obligated to save or rescue the narcissist. What does that sound like? Codependency. Every narcissistic relationship has subtle signs of codependency. Okay, so remember that you are not obligated for the narcissist. You are not obligated to make sure that their emotional state is, in t uh, is uh, top notch. That's their responsibility, but they lack empathy. Therefore, they don't emotionally regulate. So remember that you are not obligated to save or rescue the narcissist. Okay, because that sounds like codependency, and that is a trap, by the way. 
That's how people end up in the sunken place for a long period of time when it comes down to the narcissistic codependent relationship. The other unrealistic expectation is that some people do not accept that others do not have to change for him or her. Okay, and guess what? You don't have to change for others any, you know, as well. You don't have to change for anyone. And, get, and uh, you know, I'm not trying to hurt anyone's feelings when I say this, but I think it must be said. The narcissist does not have to change for anyone. So when at the end of the day, this means that it is best that we accept that others do not have to change for anyone. At the end of the day, we all change when we are good and ready. This includes the narcissist or those who have a narcissistic personality uh, and as well as those who have a cluster B personality. Okay? So, um, yeah, these are the unrealistic expectations that we often have of narcissists. The third mistake that people make when it comes to narcissists is that they idealize him or her. Okay, so let's, let me break that down. Anticipating when it comes to superior sexual techniques. Uh-huh, it's getting hot now, right? <laughs> but yes, sometimes when it comes down to those who have a narcissistic personality, uh, sometimes it says, it, it is said that uh, they, they, they have very good sexual techniques, okay? Um, but don't anticipate that. Because that is what gets people in trouble, especially when it comes to the narcissist. Sometimes the narcissist will disappoint people in bed. Just think about it. All the shenanigans that they pull, all the drama, all the diabolical tactics that they engage in can be pretty selfish, right? Very selfish, extremely selfish. The way I look at that is if somebody is going to that extent to be very selfish, they're probably a selfish lover. Meaning, they're probably not going to care <laughs> uh, dearly squat about if I get mine or not in bed, if you know what I mean. Okay? <laughs> so, uh, don't anticipate, yeah, that your narcissist, or any narcissist for that matter, has a superior sexual um, technique or uh, superior sexual techniques. Okay? Because sometimes, uh, yeah, they will disappoint Okay, and sometimes what they do with their sexual partners is that they like to humiliate instead of satisfying their partners. Okay, uh, I have heard stories about narcissists um, turning over in bed and masturbating. Okay, right in the middle of lovemaking. I'm not trying to embarrass anyone. Um, I'm just, you know, sharing with you all what, I, what I've heard, right? <laughs> so, uh, then the anticipation of the narcissist having superior sexual techniques or knowing how to please you is just false, okay? Don't make that mistake. Now, the other aspect of idealization is thinking that your partner will just know how to please you. Narcissists don't care anything about pleasing you unless they're gonna get theirs. It kind of goes with the first aspect that I was just talking about, their sexual techniques, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, don't think that they're gonna know how to please you, you know, because a lot of narcissists, yeah, they're too selfish and egotistical to care about pleasing you unless it's going to give them clout. It's going to put them in the spotlight. You may be somebody that they look at as a trophy partner. So when you're you're talking about them out there in them streets, they don't, the last thing the narcissists want out there is that they are poor lovers, okay? So 
Um, you know, just don't think that the partner knows how to please you. So the other aspect of idealizing the narcissist is that, uh, you know, sometimes we underestimate the value of communication. Now, this goes double for the narcissist. Some cluster personality types are, um, you know, sometimes they don't, um, they don't uh, value communication either. Sometimes they'll just shut down or they will withdraw or they will assume that you know what's on their minds and you're supposed to know uh, what to say and what to do at all given times. Well, that's just not realistic. So underestimating the value of communication is one way we idealize one another. And I'm just speaking in general here. Okay, so the next aspect of idealizing a narcissist is when a person may expect him or her to behave the way that they want them to. No, it don't work that way. The narcissist, at the end of the day, they're going to do what they want to do. But guess what? As an adult, you also have that freedom to make choices. Okay? So be the catalyst of a much-needed change in your own life. You can be this in other people's lives as well. But I'm telling you from experience, it is very powerful when you take the challenge, right? And you make the choices that will bring about necessary change. Be the catalyst of a much needed change. This is very powerful. Of course, be a positive change. But at the end of the day, just don't expect others to behave the way you uh, want him or her to, especially when it comes to the narcissist. Okay? Because uh, source supply is what rules in his or her life. They will do this by all means, okay, or by any means necessary. They're going to get that supply at the end of the day because it is their false self-images that uh, they adhere to, they are uh, listening to or they adhere to, okay? So um, don't expect them to behave the way that you want. Now, the other aspect of idealization, I'm getting tongue-tied here, <laughs> is that uh, sometimes, uh, you know, we place the narcissist on a pedestal. And guess what? Sometimes they place us on a pedestal. See, the narcissist will idealize other people for the source supply. In other words, sometimes they will, they will build people up to turn them down. So when, say the narcissist, say your narcissistic uh, partner idealizes you, right? Now they will idealize you to get the source supply. Okay, until you fall from grace. And then, this is when they start to do what? Smear campaign. See? It's all good until you fall from grace. In their eyes, when you fall from grace, then they will not waste any time smear campaigning. Now you're the worst person on the planet. You went from being the most wonderful person to the worst person. You see, narcissists and some cluster personality types, they don't understand and understand that when you love someone, you know, every, and even when they show their shadow side, they're still loved. We may not like certain things that some of our loved ones do. At the end of the day, we still love him or her, okay? Sometimes we have to love certain people at a distance. But narcissists and some cluster personality types, see, they don't have that type of concept. They don't look at it that way. Once you fall from grace, it's like they see you that way for a long time, if not for the rest of their life. Okay, so uh, be very careful about idealizing others. It's a very dangerous thing to do because this means that we're not leaving any room for love to happen. 
relationships cannot grow. People cannot grow together when they when they idealize each other. Okay, so uh, these are the three mistakes that people often make when it comes to narcissists, and this can actually keep them in the second place for a long period of time. Okay, so uh, tool number one: manage expectations of self and others. Tool number two, accept that people outgrow relationships. See, every relationship has uh, a purpose. All relationships have purpose. Sometimes it's hard to see it at the time. You ever uh, notice that sometimes when a relationship is over, then you can see everything more clearly? <laughs> well, that's what this is. When you accept that you have outgrown that relationship. Sometimes when the relationship is about to end, we sometimes want to hold on to it. Um, sometimes we don't accept that we have simply outgrown that relationship. Remember, people outgrow relationships all the time. Find the good in the goodbye. Usually it is for the best of all. Tool number three, remain open to love, laughter, learning, and life. Okay, your life has purpose. Never forget that. The narcissist is, is always, you know, well, I'm not going to say always. Narcissists and some of those who have narcissistic traits, and close to be personality types, sometimes what they do is they will turn other people down. Okay? They, they, sometimes they don't see the good in the, in the other person when they don't do or say what they want them to. Sometimes they will put you down. And sometimes we can forget who we are. We can get lost in the sauce. We can drown in that narcissistic codependent relationship, which is highly addictive, by the way. Therefore, it's habitual. So sometimes we can get stuck in this loop. It can be like a twilight zone, a parallel reality, right? So sometimes we can lose our way. We can forget that our life has purpose. Every life has purpose. Everyone is on this journey called life, okay? So everybody has a story, and you can change your story at any given moment. Sometimes you have to change certain aspects of your story in order to prepare for a great future, okay? So create Create, create the life that you want, but let that start in your mind and it'll flourish to your heart and therefore it will manifest. Okay, so the last tool, try not to waste energy attempting to get over people, grow past them instead. Okay, outgrow, you know, you just have to accept sometimes you're going to outgrow certain relationships, especially when it comes to a narcissist. When it comes down to the narcissistic codependent relationship, if you are transitioning, you're going to grow. If you are transforming, you're going to grow and you're going to know it. Try not to waste a lot of energy attempting to get over the narcissist. Grow past the narcissist instead. Some narcissists don't ever forgive people who grow past them. Don't waste your time, okay? Narcissists, they create false images of other people that they target for source supply. Narcissists have false self-images. So what you think they're going to do with other people? Yeah, they're going to create false images of him or her in order to tolerate them long enough to get the supply. Okay, so again, try not to waste a lot of energy trying to get over the narcissist. Grow past them instead. Take off the rose-colored glasses. Accept that you are outgrowing that relationship. In order to break free from narcissistic codependent relationships, guess what? What I learned is that you have to break habits. Break habits in order to break free. There you go. Okay, so 
um, you know, sometimes narcissists and cluster personality types, they don't, they don't stay in their lane. They all up in your lane, okay? They're creating false images of you. Sometimes they want to be you, okay? But I'm not going to get too deep into that, but I think you all get the gist of it, and I certainly hope you have received a lot of positive messages in this video today. Stay tuned for more videos. Stay tuned for more podcasts, and check out the merch, okay? Check out the eBooks. And I do have online courses. More of those are to come. Okay, so until next time, uh, I want you all to take care of yourself and uh, stay tuned. I've been hearing symphonies before all I heard was silence. A rhapsody for you and me. And every melody is timeless. Life was stringing me along. Just wanna be